0: And now, from our studios in Kansas City, Sci-Fi for Me Radio is live from the bunker.
1: All right, here we go, ladies and gentlemen. Another day. Another daring adventure. Or something like that. Hello, everyone. My name is Jason Hunt. I am the editor here at mecom And it is Tuesday. Now, in the past, historically, Tuesdays have not been good days. You know how everybody has a case of the Mondays where you get Monday that doesn't quite work? And, you know, things don't go well for you on Monday. Tuesday is my Monday, which means it's the perfect time to cover this topic. Hello, Mazeris. It's good to see you in the chat. The chat is open, the comments are active. We also have an email address, live from the bunker at sci fi for me.com. And we have a newsletter you can sign up for, which I need to update, I need to send one out. We're on all the socials. You can uh, find us pretty much everywhere, and I do invite you to subscribe to the channel. Today may be a little bit of a short program, but we're gonna we're gonna get into some stuff here. Uh, Mazur says hi, Mrs. Voss. All right. If you prefer to consume your shows as a podcast, then uh, you can find us on a number of different players. We have audience all over the world. and I And I came to a realization yesterday that I shared with Mrs. Boss. The sun never sets on our audience and that is kind of a cool thing to think about that you know the in 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 ye olden in ye olden days you had uh, you know the sun never sets on the british empire type of thing right well i don't have any imperial designs or aspirations but to sit there and think that there are people all over the world who at least watch or listen to the show. Maybe they can enjoy it. Maybe they don't. I don't know. I mean, if they didn't enjoy it, they wouldn't keep coming back here, right? Uh, sci-fi snob, our audience, reverse vampires. Yes. <laughs> so, But it's, it's kind of cool. It's kind of cool to think about the fact that we've got people all over the world who listen to this program for whatever reason. So uh, if you are among those... And you would like to give us your feedback on what you think about the show? That would be welcome. It'd be nice to hear back from from people uh, to see, you because know, I'd like to know. You know, it's it's not just personal validation. I'd like to know that we're doing something that people actually enjoy and appreciate. Because if not, then we should do something else. I mean, maybe we come up with a different idea, different kind of thing. And we're constantly looking to update. On the technology side of things, too, speaking of things that are very cool, this is the new gadget that we are uh, working on now, Uh, the new tower to replace the new tower. Uh, So uh, some of you may recall uh, that, uh, that I've been complaining a little bit about Windows 10 on this new machine. It's very buggy. And I don't know if it's just the operating system is is messed up, or what. But uh, we we went ahead and uh, and and got the the new new tower, and it lights up inside. It's all pretty. It doesn't have enough USB ports, but we'll work on that. I don't know. Hello, Cam one one three eight. Welcome. Good to see you as well. Uh yes, sci-fi stop, just the planet. I know. We I the the galaxy and the universe at large is uh is on the list. It lights up I don't know what you're talking about, Maseris. I don't have an accent. <coughs> Not at all. That's funny that that reminds me when I was when I was in college, uh, and I have mentioned I got my start thirty three years ago in radio, college radio. And I went to school in Oklahoma City for a couple of years, and I grew up in Dallas in the Dallas area. So Texas, you know a lot of people when they hear that you're from Texas, they expect you to sound a certain way. And I didn't and when people in oklahoma city found out that i was from texas they was like no you don't sound like you're from texas what am i supposed to sound like and it's not necessarily a point of pride but i i guess early on i talked like people that i saw on tv you know the the generic midwestern non accent accent i guess i don't know Uh, But not everybody, that's true, not everybody sounds like they're from the TV show Dallas. And Dallas did, the TV show Dallas did exaggerate that just a little bit. A little. Not by much. Just a little. My mother tells the story of the time that she visited Boston. Now, she grew up in Arkansas, and she has a deep south accent. Now, those of you who may be familiar with Mandy Summers, her, her YouTube channel, you know, Mandy's got an Mandy sounds like she's from the South, very much so, and proud of it, and no reason why she shouldn't be. My mother has that same kind of Southern accent, so when she visited Boston, it was very obvious she was not from Boston. And when the bus driver looked at her and said, "You're not from around here, are you?" she said, "Why do you say that?" Because my mother never realized that she sounded like she was from Arkansas. So, and you know, Mrs. Mrs. Boss tells me that my accent tends to slip when I'm very tired or agitated. What do you
0: what? Turn my mic on. It's on. You do. And first of all, okay, the difference, Mandy. And yes, I'm not facing my camera. But Mandy sounds very much like the South. Your mother...
1: Mandy's from Georgia, by the
0: way. I know. And I have a friend I
1: know you know. I'm letting the people in our audience know because some of them may not know who Mandy is. This is part of the professional hosting duties where I inform our audience.
0: And then you have your mom. And I I don't think... I think your sister sounds more Southern than your mother.
1: Oh, I'm not sure about that.
0: I don't know. Your sister's pretty heavy on the uh, not-from-where-I'm-from accent. <laughs> and as for you, you do. For the most part, you don't. But there are times, and it's, it's when you're tired, yes, but then you sit there and you get that high pitch, like, wait a minute, type thing, but something, and it does come out where you don't sound, where you do sound like you're from Texas. Uh, right. Okay, he's kicking me off. Bye, guys.
1: <laughs> Mazur says, if you pronounce floor with two syllables, you're Southern. Floor, floor. Well, I don't know about floor. Floor. I don't, I don't say floor with two syllables. Floor. That's a new one. Flower. Flo- oh, well, yeah. Um, I do not say wash. So, anyway. <laughs> Flower. All right. All right. Okay. So, uh, like I said, there's probably going to be a short show today. I've got an idea I want to run past you, and this is something that has been kicking around in my head for a couple of days because the the longer we go and the more we talk about various different things on this program that are related to genre uh, we do get into the whole uh, cancel culture thing and politics injecting in in, politics getting injected into various different things in our entertainment, in our in our news media, and there's there's a part of me that feels like, as a member of the media, in in a broad sense of the term, I feel like I have a particular responsibility uh, to address some things, just simply because I, you know, it's one of those if you're not part of the solution, you're part of the problem thing. And it's, it's been weighing on my mind how, how to do this when we've made the pledge. We've, we've sat there and said we're not going to talk politics on this, on this channel because it's not in our wheelhouse. We're talking science fiction, fantasy, and horror. And that is our focus. But then it hit me. I was struck with an idea. I was watching um, Chrissy Marr had uh, Lydia Smith on as a guest. Now, Chrissy Marr is a comedian out of New York, but she's also got a podcast, and she talks various different things, pop culture, and it popped up in my suggested videos one day. Lydia Smith is the producer for Tim Poole. And whatever you may think about Tim Poole or either either way is is irrelevant here. But Lydia had on a t-shirt that said 1984 Make Orwell Fiction Again. And I don't know why, but it struck me with an idea. Because... A lot of comparisons are being made these days between what's happening in our real world and the work of George Orwell, specifically 1984, but also Animal Farm. And I have made comment on a number of occasions, and I've even spent an entire episode of this show about it, how we are living at the intersection of 1984 Animal Farm, Fahrenheit 451, A Brave New World. And you could probably throw the Hunger Games in there as well. And yes, uh, it's not Orwell was not fiction, it was a prediction. And and I've said in a couple of places, Orwell was supposed to be a warning, not an instruction manual. So here's the thought, and and it's an unrefined thought, and it's not something that... I'm completely 100% sold on because, one, it would take this channel into a realm of discussion that I'm not sure we're ready to do. And also, it would be one of those things where uh, you know there are members of the staff who would probably take exception to it. But it would also require a great deal of research, and that involves time and manpower and and that sort of thing. But the idea hit me that there's a way we can cheat. When I say we're not going to talk politics here, there's a way to cheat. And look at current events, and it's not not just American politics, but social movements and global global policy and various different things. You could you could do this in a in a blanket type of concept where you discuss topics in a way that compares them to what we saw in those novels fahrenheit 451 1984 brave new world etc and maybe even brave little toaster who knows would that be worthwhile would that be a program that would be worth watching does that does that seem to fit into our basket of goodies, as it were, or does that step too far outside of what our scope is? Because there's there's a line, you know, you have a number of different channels that start branching out into various different things, Um so I'm 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 just wondering, yeah. And and snob, yes, I have talked politics before when I talk about the cancel culture, but I haven't. And I say I haven't. None of us here at at the channel have focused specifically on things like, you know, the new voting the new vo- voting bill they're trying to put together, or uh, particular. Uh, election races or any anything like that. we haven't gotten we haven't drilled down into specifics like that and and most of the time it would be uh, policy probably more than personality I mean I can make I can make fun of Gen Saki all day long but would it be productive Would it be worthwhile and I'm not married to the idea. And it's not one of those things where I sit there and say, well, we must. I got to figure out a way that I can talk about politics. If I never talked about politics ever again, I would be fine. The problem is, and we've seen this in a number of places, politics has infected everything. You know, we've got critical race theory in schools, and that battle is being waged. We have... Uh, Major League Baseball and their decision to pull the All Star game from Atlanta simply because of a of a new voting voting rights bill that that Georgia did. We have Hollywood injecting themselves into the political arena by saying, you know, well, we can't talk about China's policies, but we sure can tell you about Georgia's anti abortion law, and threaten to pull their business. See it it, it these kind of things. I think would fall into this basket of politics within the arena of what it looks like with an Orwellian filter. Or if you take the Orwellian filter and say, here's, here's this thing that this group, that this political movement, this, 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 here's this thing in real life. Here's how it compares to this item from Fahrenheit 451. Here's this thing. How does it compare to what the pigs were doing in Animal Farm? That sort of thing. I'm not sure. And yes, it's not, it is. it is different than just ranting about politics from a certain perspective. You are right. And it's, it's one of those things where there has to be a specific purpose behind doing that if we were to do it. Like I said, I'm not, I'm not completely sold on the idea. I personally think that it's a, a fairly decent idea, but I'm not sure. I'm not sure that I'm ready to take that plunge. And there are a few reasons why you have the you know you have the the mix of staff that we have here not everybody agrees with me not everybody has to and not everybody out in our audience is going to see it the same way either which is fine I'm, you know nobody nobody expects Every everyone to be part of a monolith, and we all think the same way. But I am concerned, I am very heavily concerned about what's going on, not only in the United States, but worldwide, globally. You look at what what came out of the G7 summit, you see what appears to be the beginnings of a new Cold War, and you see the things that are going on between China and Taiwan, and between China and Hong Kong, and you have this transgender athlete wanting to win a gold medal at the Olympics, just for the sole purpose of burning the U.S. flag on the podium. I mean, these these kind of things, this is insidious. And it is very Orwellian in its nature. And I have concerns. I see the riots in the streets. I hear... I hear noise in the neighborhood and I have to stop for a moment and try to figure out was that fireworks or was that gunshots? Man, man. <laughs> Sci-fi stop says, maybe the athlete is just cold, possibly, but I can think of other ways to warm up besides burning the. US flag. I'm concerned for the safety of my family. I'm concerned for the integrity of the republic. And within the sci-fi milieu, there's only so much that you can talk about. I mean, sure, we can talk about Max Visaggio coming up and saying, we want to find a black transgendered artist, and we can talk about how illegal that is in terms of anti-discrimination law. It's it's one of those things that just kind of sits there And I've, I've spoken with people on the staff here before you know we're not going to take a, a, a certain political position, but at the same time you look at what's happening in the socio-political realm and the economics of it and I'm worried. I'm concerned, and as as a citizen of the Republic, as a conservative, as a Christian, I do feel a certain moral obligation to say something in some venue—this I mean, might not be the right venue for it. I certainly don't want to run for office. That's not part of the plan. But maybe maybe a show comparing real life with dystopian fiction. And and you could you could expand that. Not just 1984 and, and Animal Farm and and All Things Orwell, but you know, like I mentioned, Fahrenheit 451, but also the Hunker Games. Divergent. Is another possibility the Maze Runner? What are some of the other ones? And I was just reading uh, uh, Gary Benjeer has this book, and I one of these days I will get the review written. But uh, unfettered journey, it's a very good book, and in this book he has this thing called the Levels Act. After a big environmental disaster, there's this thing called the Levels Act where people are segmented and sequestered into various different social levels, and certain levels people cannot interact or have relationships with other levels because it wouldn't work toward the common good and such, and it's very much – an extension and a projection of what's going on in China right now, where if your social media rating is a certain level, you don't get certain privileges. You don't get to travel. You don't get access to certain forms of entertainment, for example. And I can see a time coming. I hope I'm wrong. But the possibility is there where Facebook and YouTube and Twitter, Twitter especially, decides what you can or cannot do. It's a thought. It's, a, it's, a, it's, it's not a 100% purely polished, refined thought, but it's a thought. And like I said, if we were to do something like that, it would be something that would be fairly research-intensive, which means that there would need to be more than just me working on it. And I don't necessarily have to be the one doing it. It's just a thought about a show. And you could mix it up have different people looking at different policies and you don't necessarily have to address just one particular party because both parties have done things and have made decisions and have exact, you know have enacted policy that is not necessarily in the best interest of the average citizen so it's not just I'm not just picking on them versus us you could make the case in a number of circumstances with lots of different people. I know, you know, for example, there were uh, there were people that were, had had issues with the Patriot Act. There are people that have issues with the uh, with the Obamacare. I mean, it's on it's on both sides. The question between states' rights and federal authority. We're seeing that play out now. Did you see, uh, was it Nebraska? Nebraska is sending law enforcement to the southern border. Nebraska is doing it now too. Florida is sending law enforcement to the border in Arizona and Texas. Now Nebraska is doing it. This is getting weird, people. Cam, you say, "Oh no! What is that? What is that in reference to?" I don't know. This this could very well be uh, biting off more than we can chew. And again, it's just an idea. It's just a thought, which is why I'm bringing it here to you and getting your feedback. See what you think. And and talk amongst yourselves, and talk to talk to other people, and see if there's maybe maybe something of the stream paused three times and came back. YouTube shenanigans. Go watch us over on Odyssey. I'm gonna put that in there. See, here's the here's the other part of that. I saw this morning uh, somebody saying that uh, they, somebody said that they had one community guidelines warning and their channel got demonetized. Now, the policy is supposed to be three strikes and then you get demonetized. But if YouTube is changing the rules again so that it's just one strike and you're out, that's a problem. And somebody posted a screenshot on what it is that they got a strike on, and it was a Fortnite video. And it had something to do with violent organization guideline getting getting tripped. How are those two related? I have concerns. I have concerns that Google is getting too big. Found out this morning, hey, you know what? Google has a charity. I didn't even know Google has a charity, Google.org. Google's charity has been providing money and financing for research done by a certain group at a certain lab in a certain province in a certain country. Why would Google be interested in that? You could loop in the Terminator you know the dystopian the dystopian future of Skynet maybe we should make a list and see and we could go through everything you know here's everything that's going on in the current events where does it parallel where, where does it find its parallel in dystopian fiction and does this real thing have the potential and the possibility of turning into this dystopian fiction thing. Cam suggests Dystopia Today as a title. <laughs> like dystopia Today. Well, see, and the other thing, part of that is, is you know, McKenna's, McKenna and her dad are real big on conspiracies. They they they're not conspiracy theorists. They don't they don't buy into all of the all of the conspiracies, but they like they like learning about them. Conspiracies fascinate them. And we've actually talked about doing a show and and turning everything into a conspiracy theory pretty much as a parody, but in this dystopian world there are a lot of things that are connected the deeper you go down and, and, and dig into the various different things. And of course, as things come out and we learn about certain people what have lied to us about certain things and the media has helped them with that. it's an idea good morning apocalypse <laughs> well um, maybe I, I that that might run a little bit too close to zompocalypse now but, um, but yeah it, it it could be red dawn could be on that list i don't know what other what other stories could we could we add to that list we've got uh, we've got you know there there are quite a few It's an idea. Orwellian eggs and ham. I don't know. I mean the uh the t-shirt that's li- that that Lydia is wearing says make Orwell fiction again and Orwell would certainly be the starting point but I think probably you you get you get broad enough quick enough that it's not just Orwell anymore. I think I think dystopia would probably Have to be in there in in some way, shape, or form in the title. I don't know. THX1138. I think that title's taken, but yeah, that's. Oh, 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 wait, 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 Cam. You're suggesting that as as adding it to the title, not a title for our show. (laughs) All right. I've only had one cup of coffee today. So, uh, but yeah, THX1138 would fit into that as well. Um. Well, and for that matter, as much as I hate to say it, the Star Wars movies, the prequel trilogy, this is how democracy dies with thunderous applause. And, you know, people want to say, Well, the Star Wars movies have always been political. Maybe there's subtext there. But you can find parallels in a number of different stories with what's going on now. I don't know. It's a thought. It's a thought. I do think, I do have concerns that we are closer to a 1984-style world than anybody realizes. The surveillance state is very, very, very insidiously inserted into our lives with our webcams and our cell phones, our mobile devices, and our TVs that have cameras in them, and our Appliances that have brains and are artificial intelligence, all of these different things, self-driving cars and self-flying drones and self-propelled boats. Skynet's coming, folks. Big Brother is already watching you. The surveillance state is already here. And it's not just security cameras on the on the streetlights. It's not just security cameras near the ATMs. It's everywhere. It's Google reading your email. It's all of these cookies tracking everything that you do. Not to sound paranoid or anything. <clears throat> Mezrus, it's a good point. I don't know that Lucas uh, knew how predictive he was being without with with pa- what Padme said. It certainly has proved to be more prescient than anybody expected. So, uh, so, um, I'm sci-fi snob. I'm not prepared to agree with that yet. When, when you say you know, nearing the end of the American experiment, um, one of the one of the brilliant things about how America was set up was the way it was designed to move slowly. The checks and balances that are in place on a number of levels. We're seeing that now between. You know, the battles between state and federal uh, levels of enforcement of law and such. The federalism system works, and I think a number of states are waking up to the fact that, hey, that Tenth Amendment is still in place, and states' rights are actually still a thing. And when you have three different branches of government that are supposed to... uh, serve as checks and balances against each other it does serve to gum up the works long enough to slow things down and for people to realize hey this is not the direction we need to go and and the cycle of elections that we have the amendment process that you know it's such an arduous task to uh, to change the constitution to change our government um it i think it's I think the American experiment is not not in danger of total collapse, but we certainly have done our best to shoot it in the head every now and again. So we'll see. But I don't know. I... Yeah, I, Cam. I know Congress. Congress has a lot of bills. The House of Rep- the House of Representatives can do whatever they want. It only goes as far as that. I don't, you know, in terms of what's going on over in the Senate. I think that there are enough obstacles. But then you also have this thing called the First Amendment, and you have this thing called the Second Amendment. And citizens are waking up, but that's neither here nor there. We, that 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 takes us off in a di- direction where we could we could completely slide off topic. Um. And yeah, I I know. Over the last 50 years the trend has been toward less freedom and it calls to mind what Benjamin Franklin had said, you know, those those who want security, you know, give up give up a little freedom for security deserve neither freedom nor security. And at some point, hopefully, and maybe this new show is part of that awakening where citizens realize just how Close, we are to losing it all. Reagan was right; one generation away is all it takes. Um, I I kind of like that idea, Cam. Try to, to take you know, do an experimental show, just do one topic and and do that. I I might. I'm still, I'm still. I'm still mulling the idea. So, those of you who are seeing this, re- listening to this in replay, your comments and thoughts are also welcome. I, I do, I do would would like to have as much feedback as I can on this. And it could go either way. This is a good idea. This is a bad idea. And and you know, if you think it's a bad idea, tell me why. I'm I'm open to the to the discourse. And maybe this is something that lives on uh, lives on our Discord channel. I don't know. It's because we've got that Discord thing, and I haven't done anything with it. So, uh, it, 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 yeah, and that that could be a, a thing. And we're we'll talking about topic, you know, the entertainment aspects of it. But I think I think you can very easily get. Broader than just what's going on in entertainment, because everything and you dial it back and, and compare it to the stories, uh, you could you could still uh, you could still get pretty broad with that. Mazur says freedom classically has been won back by war, but that's another darker topic for another day. I agree. The tree of liberty sometimes gets watered, and it's probably going to happen sooner rather than later. Not to be any kind of a doom and gloom, paranoid person. My tinfoil hat is still folded and tucked away on the shelf. I haven't pulled that out yet. All right, so um, so that's the idea. That's the thought. Uh, see what happens from there. I, I welcome your feedback. Uh, you can leave a comment, or you can send an email live from the bunker at sci fi for That's got to do it for us today. Coming up tonight, uh, let me see where that is. Coming up tonight, we've got a brand new Salacious Crumbs with the latest Star Wars news, 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 central. And then we have uh, tomorrow. This is something that I'm very excited about. So let me let me let me get in here close and let me tell you, I'm very excited about this tomorrow on this show. It's going to be a different. We're going to go at a different time. We're going to be two hours later than normal tomorrow because. We have a special guest, and we're accommodating his schedule tomorrow on this program at 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 Central. E. Gary Gygax Jr. will join us to talk about the return of TSR Games. Any of you who are big Dungeons & Dragons fans, if you remember TSR back in the day... TSR is back. They relaunched their website last week, tsr.games, and we're going to be talking to the son of the creator of Dungeons & Dragons tomorrow. That's at 3 p.m. Eastern. So we're going to be on two hours later than normal on Wednesday. And we're, and, and we're doing it that way because I still want to do it live. And give you all a chance to join in the conversation and jump in the chat with your questions about the history of TSR, the history of D&D, the future of TSR, all of those different things. So that's tomorrow. Don't miss it. Tell all your friends, Uh, any of you who are Dungeons & Dragons enthusiasts, we're going to have a good time tomorrow. So uh, that's going to do it for us today. Thanks very much for being here, everyone. Your thoughts and feedback is welcome and coveted. In the meantime, remember, there are four lights.
0: This has been a presentation of Sci-Fi
1: for Me Radio. Copyright 2021 by Flaming Dog Media, LLC. All rights reserved. No portion of this program may be retransmitted without the express written consent of Flaming Dog Media.